Track Pack Road Trip. My name is Tanya Boudreau and I work at the Coley Public Library. I'm a huge fan of the library consortium we belong to called Track, because with our Track library card, we can borrow from over 170 libraries in Alberta. My goal is to talk to as many librarians as I can who work in the system. I know they will have lots of stories to share about their library and some great recommendations for us. Today, we're gonna to talk to Monique from the St. Paul Library. She's a program coordinator who works in the library with six other people. She's been there for five and a half years and she loves when people recommend books to her. And although her favorite book changes all the time, currently it's Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Hi, Monique. Thank you for talking to me this morning from the St. Paul Library. It looks Thanks, like it's nice to be here. It looks like St. Paul is about 120 kilometers from Coal Lake. I was there a few years ago. But yeah, I, it's, go. yeah it's, I think it's like a hundred uh, hour and a half drive. Yes. I want to go back though with my track card to borrow materials and also to see lemon and lime. Can you tell us about lemon and lime? Yeah, lemon and, so lemon and lime are our two budgies. They are pretty cute. They came to us from a rescue in Sherwood Park. Um, we don't know their backstory. <laughs> um, of course, lemon is yellow and lime is green. Um, it makes it easy for the kids to, you know, see them and notify who they are. Uh, we have had budgies at the library for probably nine years, but we've only had lemon and lime for about a year and a half. Yeah. And the seniors and the kids love to go and chat with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed reading all your answers on the questionnaire I sent out weeks ago. I'd love to go through some of the answers and get a little more detail and story behind uh, some of the answers you submitted. Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Okay. So first, can you tell us where the St. Paul Library is located? So the St. Paul Library is, is connected to the rec center here in St. Paul. Um, it's actually on 53rd Street, but our, our parking lot is shared with the UFO landing pad, which is our kind of our tourist information center. St. Paul has the world's only UFO landing pad. I was going to ask you if you were near that UFO landing pad. Yeah, we're, uh, we're right. We're, we're neighbors. Uh -huh. <laughs> So that must bring in a lot of more people and tourists to the library. Uh, yeah, we try to work with them actually quite a bit. So like this summer, we had a QR uh, scavenger hunt throughout the town. It featured different areas in town. And so the UFO landing pad had one of them and the library had the other and it kind of linked the two. And yeah, we, we do lots of different things. They have like plants in there during the summer when they're open and they're all the library plants. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, we, have lots of, we do lots of stuff with them. Nice. So you were talking about your favorite book character is Winnie the Pooh. Why him? Yeah. Did someone read Winnie the Pooh to you when you were young? Or? It, I think it's always been one of my favorite books. Um, it was when it would be on Disney. Do you remember Disney when in the evenings on Sundays? Yes. It was like, I can't remember, Magical Hour, whatever it was called. Um, that was, if it was Winnie the Pooh, my mom would let me stay up late <laughs> to, to watch it and... I have a huge collection of different Winnie the Pooh books. So I just love his, 
his easygoing personality, I think. And so as I grew up, at first I loved him because he was a cuddly teddy bear. And now I think I love him because he's, you know, he has, there's lots of great lessons to his personality. Yes. Do you find yourself recommending the Winnie the Pooh books to people that come in the library? Uh, sometimes I do tend to get more of, I don't tend to get as many kids asking for recommendations. You know, they just go and grab what they love yeah. and what they like. Um, I do get a lot of uh, more adult requests, so I don't often have the opportunity to recommend Winnie the Pooh. Great. <laughs> and you said you would love to meet um, J.K. Rowling as an yeah. author, um, as an alive author, and then Mother Teresa. So if you met them, what would you like to do? with them? Um, well, I would, if I was meeting J.K. Rowling, I would drag my kid along. Well, I wouldn't have to drag him. Um, he's a huge Harry Potter fan. And, and so, Ashley, we're a Harry Potter fan family. Um, I think between me, my husband, and my son, we've probably read the whole series like nine times. Um, my husband and I used to fight over who was reading the next book, but we were just dating at the time. So, but we would buy one book and then We'd read, I'd be reading it and then he'd come home and then he'd want to read it. So it's, it's kind of like more than just, um, more than just the books for us. It's kind of like a relationship building. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I would ask her. I think I would just want to be near her mm -hmm. and that, that would be fun. Uh, mother Teresa is a huge impact in my life just because uh, my mother is also from India. And so we, I just have a, a love of her work and the things that she had done. Thank you. Now, you were telling me about the original copy of Mary Poppins. Yeah, have it's actually an interesting totally, story about that with your library. Super, yeah, it's super fun. So our library, uh, two summers ago, mm -hmm. uh, the guy who was running our secondhand store came in and he had the original copy of Mary Poppins and he said it had been donated for sale at to the secondhand store. But when he looked at it, he just knew that it was more than just a book. So he opened it up and in, inside it was property of, but at that time when the book was either taken from the library or never returned, um, was, a, um, was the St. Paul, children's library or something library. It was whatever our public library was before it was the municipal library. And so he decided that maybe he should return it. So he brought it back to us. We have no record of how long it had been missing from the library, but it is a first edition copy. <sighs> so now we have it in our little, we have a little storage area that well, like that's viewable to the public of really old books. So now it's in there, but it also made national news. <gasps> Wow. So our library went national for that one day. <laughs> wow. We have a book yeah, that so was donated. Oh, and it was the, I think it was the 40th anniversary of Mary Poppins that, wow. that, that summer. Wow. It was pretty cool. We have an old book that was donated. Um, the, the publication date says 1813. Well, so we have cool. this glass spot in the children's area where we put it under where they can see it. Yeah, and we get them to guess how old do you think this book is, and they come to the front desk and they give us how old they think the book is. <laughs> that's that's fun. Hmm. Um. So 
I was asking, has a book ever scared you or given you nightmares? And you said there was oh, one Anne Rice book that did. One Anne Rice, well, the only Anne Rice book I tried to read. <laughs> oh, it is the only one. You haven't tried again. No, I haven't. Uh, when I was in college, I was reading the Vampire Lestat and I would have, it wasn't really nightmares, but like extremely vivid dreams of wolves and all sorts of things, like whatever I had just finished reading. And uh -huh. she's a very descriptive author. So, so I, think that, I think it was the description in the book. And because I was reading before bed, it would just stick in my head and I wasn't having good sleep. So I just put it aside and I have not picked up an Anne book since. <laughs> the scariest one I ever read was Tommyknockers by Stephen King. Have you ever read that one? No, I have a similar problem with Stephen King books. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but I don't, I, um, I, I have read a few, but not as many, yeah. I've tried Tommyknockers three times and cannot get beyond the middle. <laughs> yeah, some, some um, books just belong in the freezer. So you said you've recently joined a book club when you started running one at the St. Paul Library. Do you remember the first book you did for that book club at the library? Uh, I, I don't. Um, it was five and a half years ago. Oh, okay. um, yeah, it had already been. So I, my very, very first program that I had to attend was book club, mm -hmm. but it was the previous month's book. So I hadn't read it yet. Right. Um, and then I, I, I can't remember. Says so I've done five years worth of five and a half years worth of book clubs. I'd be hard pressed to remember all of them. Do you remember your favorite or the group's favorite? Uh, the group has has a few favorites, and they have uh -huh. a few least favorites. Um, I think that um, we really enjoyed um, the Bride of New France. was an excellent book. Um, it's a Canadian Canadian history book, with, or like fiction, but uh, historical fiction. Mm -hmm. It was it was really nice. And this last year, um, we were yours. Was uh, no before we were yours was probably our most popular one that everybody really enjoyed. That's good, and I highly recommend it. <laughs> yes. I'm a huge podcast listener, so I'm always asking people what podcasts they listen to. And all the ones you said I had never heard of before except My Favorite Murder. Can you talk about the other ones? Are they fiction, uh, non-fiction? Yeah, so yeah, so I've listened to uh, one that's called uh, Selection of Shorts. It's just basically um, short stories it, that... Um, sometimes authors read, sometimes other, other people have, are reading. It's just, it's kind of like listening to uh, your audiobook, but in short little pieces, I tend to walk away from whatever I'm listening to, to do something. And then I miss a huge chunk. So by having short stories, it just keeps it um, fresh. And I just started listening to uh, Kidlet, which is really kind of fascinating. It's, um, they t take a topic like um, inclusion mm -hmm. and then they talk about mm -hmm. books for kids and really up to even like middle school kids and authors who write books that are related to whatever their topic is. And sometimes they talk a little bit about the topic in, the, in their community. So it's really neat. And lots of times it's related to things that are going on in, our, in, in the world right and important issues and sometimes it's just fun 
but is it run by librarians? Pardon me? Is it run by librarians? Um, I listen to it on Spotify, but it's probably on Liberia too. No, is it run by librarians? Um, no, no, okay. I think what, uh, the one guy is a teacher, middle school teacher. And the lady, oh, I can't remember what she, she does. Okay. Yeah, she might, she might be like, I think a middle school teacher librarian, you know, like they sometimes they're combined. I think that's what the guy does. Yeah. And what's book squad goals? Uh, book squad goals was, I don't listen to it as often <laughs> as I listen to the other ones. Um, it's just, um, I think it, it's similar, but more for, for older kids. I, I feel like I lost touch with it because I found okay. kid, Kidlet and I, okay. I, yeah, I enjoy that one more. So with COVID, yeah, and I like all the crime ones, but they're not book related. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we were wondering if you had any heartwarming stories or tidbits from your library during this COVID period that we've been going through. We, um, well, we had a lot of patrons, especially the seniors who were very worried about the birds. Mm -hmm. um, when, when we closed, I th think they thought that no one was in the library, but our manager was still here. Um, she was just doing shelf reading and stuff like that and looking after our birds. Yes. Uh, we did have uh, one or two people who actually offered to take them home. <laughs> Aww. If we needed someone to look after them. So, um, yeah, as I, as we were talking, lemon and lime are very loved in yeah. our library. Uh -huh. uh, so that was, that was great. Um, kind of a funny story. We did, um, we did uh, curbside pickup or, and hey, our manager did curbside pickup. But she um, didn't realize that the track system wasn't sending notifications out for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So she had all these piles of books and she couldn't figure out why nobody was calling her to come and pick them up. Yes. <laughs> but she, she sorted that out. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite answers to your question was it was really cozy when you talk about reading on Christmas Day. I asked when and where do you read and you had a really good answer for that. Yeah, my, um, I, I, of course, as a librarian, you read all the time and I usually read in, in bed before, before I go to, to sleep, but um, I kind of have a reading tradition with my niece. Um, she is now 20 and she is a huge book reader. So we've always been linked with, with books. And whenever we have a big family gathering and, and my husband comes from a very large family, um, we all gather at like say Christmas day or Thanksgiving day, usually around lunchtime, shortly after lunch, but then everybody's cooking together and hanging out and playing games. And my niece and I, we sneak away with the books that we have brought because we always have a book in our purse <laughs> and we snuggle up in whatever corner, or usually if we're at her house, it's her double bed. <laughs> pull up the blankets and we just lie there and read together. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a really sweet memory that I have with her. Yeah. Um, what items are most popular at your library now? You had said books and DVDs, but you also said your 3D printer is always running. What has been printed yes. out of your 3D printer? Uh, this lately, um, well, the last thing we had printing for a patron was actually cookie cutters. <gasps> <laughs> Christmas ones right? or Halloween ones or? Um, 
you know what? I didn't really take a, a close look at them, but they're the kind that have an imprint on them. Uh -huh. So they're, they're two. So you have one that makes the round and then the other that imprints whatever design on top, whether wow. it be Star Wars or whatever. So yeah, we had that. Um, we've done quite a few ear savers, um, the bands that go on the back of your head for your masks. Um, that's been popular. We have a few people in St. Paul who create their own board games. So lots of their characters or things that they require for their board games gets printed. Oh, that's that's so fascinating. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's like running 24 seven, our 3D printer. Wow. Always has something being printed. Yeah. We, we once printed for an example, a little mini Groot from Guardians of oh, the yes. Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And he had, he could put a plant in his head if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it as an example, and then we must have done 20 after that because everybody wanted them. Right. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> yeah. So you work in a library now, but back when you were in elementary school, you were scared of libraries. Did something happen oh, was, that made you? I was not a reader. Yeah, I was not a reader. I did not like libraries. Um, I think I was a little bit scared of our librarian at the school. Uh -huh. I'm not sure why. Um, so not until my early twenties did I really start reading and then I became a reader like later on in life and um, I kind of stumbled upon this great job <laughs> later on. That's good. And now I love libraries. I can't go, we go on holidays that we have to stop at every town to go check out the library. Oh, I do that too. I do that too. Yeah. What but I haven't been to Cold Lake. No, no. <laughs> I haven't been to the Cold Lake Library, no. We have two I branches have here. Check it out. Two branches yeah. here and one on base. Yeah, nice. So what books do you recommend to me and our listeners? What do you think we should? So I, me out? I mentioned earlier The Bride of New France mm -hmm. um, by Susan Drosher. Um, it's a historical fiction and it's, it's lovely. It's about the first... Um, the when the first pioneers first came to Canada mm -hmm. and the king wanted them to stay but realized that they needed wives in order to stay mm -hmm. so he sends out these girls to become their wives and how they have to survive mm -hmm. and it's especially if you have a francophone background um, it's a really excellent excellent read um, another one of my book clubs, I think all the ones I picked were book club <laughs> books, um, is The Crazy Game by Clint Malarchuk. I am not a ho hockey fan. Clint Malarchuk is a um, goalie um, or was a goalie in the late, early 90s. But the book is really, there's hockey in it. So if you're a hockey fan, you're going to enjoy it. Um, as a non-hockey fan, it's really more about mental health and mental health within sport. And it is written really from his words. So it's um, really casual and low key. And you really feel his, his struggle throughout his whole entire life with mental health issues. And it was, it was a really excellent read. My husband had recommended it to me to read for book club. And I'm really glad that he did. And then my favorite kinds of books are psychological thrillers. And uh, Before I Go to Sleep by S.J. Watson was probably one of the first books I put on our book club list. And it was a page turner. So if you like a psychological thriller, that is 
my top recommendation. And did you get all these books with your library card through track? Absolutely. Why would I buy a book? I have a library card. Exactly. <laughs> and what are you yeah. reading now, Monique? Uh, currently, I'm reading our book club book for this month, and it is The Tattooist of Otzowitz. Mm -hmm. um, it is excellent. I'm really enjoying it. It's a pretty quick read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's the only thing I have go on the go right now. Okay. Yeah. Do you tend to snack or eat or drink when you're reading? Uh, not if I'm in bed. <laughs> But um, on a Sunday, if I get to sit down in the middle of the afternoon and, and snuggle up with a book, I usually have a cup of tea. Um, I do enjoy a really good coffee. And if it's an evening and I'm lucky enough, then I probably have a glass of wine. Okay. So I have two more questions. Uh, do you have a memorable reader's advisory or reference question? Um, I don't have anything really, really specific. Um, I do have, I love it when, when, um, live, when people come up to you and you happen to just have shelved a book or read something about a book and they're like, oh, I wanna read this book and it's kind of about this and it's got a tree on the cover and you just know what they're talking about and you go and you grab it off the shelf and they're like, oh, you're a superstar. <laughs> Cause it makes you look really smart but really it's just convenience. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a little story about a little kid's grandma who came in with them and they were looking for a book that I had, they said I had read to them. Um, but I read like a story time at the library, but I also read out in the community. So I read at Boys and Girls Club, I read it through uh, Family Resource Network, <laughs> I read lots and I read different books. So the grandma was like, I don't, I think there's a cat in it. Fortunately, the little, because how do you pick a kid's book with a cat? There's a bazillion of them. Um, so fortunately, the little kid was there and um, I started kind of chit-chatting with them and I said, hey, is the cat blue? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, then it's got to be Pete the cat. <laughs> I think he's the only blue cat that I know of. So I went and I grabbed the few Pete the cat books and of course that was exactly what they were looking for. So that was and also look like a superstar. <laughs> uh, so I've lived all across Canada and I've been a patron or worked in various libraries in Canada, but I thought, I think Track has the best interlibrary loan system. I think a lot of us staff and patrons took it for granted and didn't realize how much we used it or relied on it when COVID-19 hit, we couldn't get our materials anymore. Well, we couldn't get our physical materials, but we could get our yeah. e-resources. Like we could download books and audiobooks and had access to all those databases. But have you ever lived or worked in another library that had a different interlibrary loan system? No, I haven't. And as I said, I didn't become a reader till I was in my 20s. Right. And so actually the St. Paul Library, besides having a library card when I was a kid, is the first, track is the first library system that I have ever been a part of. Don't you love um, it? <laughs> I do love it. I do. And I, it's so easy. I love the fact that I can be like sitting at home and watching TV and someone mentions a book and I can just automatically go online and order it in right or if you're reading something somewhere on online 
same thing. I can just go and look it up and make sure it sees, it see if it's there and and bring it in for myself or make myself a little note to bring it in at a later date. So yeah, I love the track system. And if other places don't have it, they're really missing out. <laughs> yeah, because we're not just limited to what's on our shelf. We can borrow yeah. from all across Alberta. Yeah, and it's a huge thing that I tell our patrons, right? Like when they come in and they're they're looking for something. Um, I'm like, don't, yeah, it's, if it's not here, like if you don't want to read it instantly, we can bring it in for you. And, you know, those hot, hot books that, you know, I, I have a, I deliver books to the seniors home. Well, not currently not right now, but um, I usually deliver books to the seniors home for those who can't um, get out to our library. Mm-hmm. And the track system is awesome because when I'm there, they, you know, they want the latest Daniel Steele book or they, I can just order it in right away for them from, from the iPad and I don't have to make a list. I can just, and then they pile up and when I got a good pile, then I can just take it to them and they're, they're so happy to be able to get whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for chatting with us today. Well, thank you for doing this this for track and for all the libraries i'm looking forward to listening to all the podcasts and learning about all the other libraries in our area yeah my goal is to talk to as many librarians in track as possible so that's like over 170 so that's that's a a lot of podcasts you can put together i know but it would be fascinating to talk to everyone and yeah about their library and Yeah, we also have actually a really neat thing about our library, if you ever get a chance to come in here, is um, we have a lot of natural light. So we have lots of people who just come to hang out. Um, Like if they're, you know, they're getting their tires changed and they've got to wait, they get dropped off here and they sit and they hang out in our library because we have some comfy, well, we have a space that has some comfy couches and we have natural light and we have tons of plants because we have so much natural light so I think we're kind of known as the plant library (laughs) oh (laughs) I can't wait to come visit you lots and lots of plants can't wait to come visit you okay thank you